It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. All right, we're not only a podcast, we are now a breaking news podcast, kind of of sorts. I guess really this news broke early this morning. But today, Al and I start with some news for Major League Baseball, and that is that the Yankees did not end up with Yohan Moncada. He is the 19-year-old free agent Cuban infielder, maybe a second baseman, a third baseman. And where does he end up going? He goes to the hated rival, the Boston Red Sox. And I know we had some uh, go back and forth, if you will, about how to do this this morning, just in terms of where it came from, who's reporting it, is it valid, is it true, stuff like that. Yeah, because you, you came running in uh, during one of our segments uh, off the air, and you and you said, hey, this guy's going to Boston. Uh, do you want to let them know? And I'm like, well, who, says who? Because it uh, – uh, hmm. It's always all these these writers just write, according to sources, this fellow's signing with Boston. And if you go on the air and say he's signed with Boston, that's no good. Now, here's the thing. Well, that's why I would not have said he's signing. I would say Jesse Sanchez of MLB.com is reporting that he has decided to go with Boston. Here's the problem I have with all this, because I'm, I'm actually in line with you. I, I despise as a quote-unquote anchor that really has to do more with reporting facts and stories as opposed to what a talk show host does. A talk show host, quite frankly, can come out here, turn the microphone on and say, Yankees are going to win 105 games this year and they're going to sign David Ortiz at the All-Star break. It means nothing. It's a talk show host throwing his opinion out there. If I say that in an update, people take that as almost a fact. And what's it's really uh, evolved into uh, an update of rumors. And you listen to them driving in a lot of times. This is reported. So-and-so is reporting this. And if you don't do it, the other station is the people that are listening want to know what's out there. And there's a, I know there's a fine line between reporting facts and rumors and hearsay. And I, as an anchor who's done this now for 12, 13 years, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. This, in this case, I believed it to be true because the guy was from MLB.com and the Red Sox linked the story to the Red Sox website. And so when Fine Sand starts retweeting it, you kind of feel like there's probably some semblance to it. Yeah, you know what's funny, though, about the the, the team websites uh, posting those stories on their website? I think what happens is uh, there's some type of robot that, that takes, because it's coming from MLB.com, that takes that story and puts it on the Red Sox website. Because this happens during the NFL season, like with the Jets. There'll be an NFL.com story killing the Jets, right? and it goes on. It's on the Jet front page. It's on the something? Jets' website. I look at it from my standpoint of is if that was wrong – and Mark came running to me, how could you do this? Where'd you get it from? Um, the Red Sox. Right. To me, it covers you in terms of what we're doing, but I agree with you. It's fine. I don't know who posts these things. Maybe the leagues post them, and there's a central site, and that's kind of where it comes from. I don't know. Until John Heyman tweets it out, I'm not, I'm not reporting it. But then he did tweet it out a little later. Jerry, um, one thing that has been confirmed, Birdman won the Oscar for Best Picture last night and uh i thought at first birdman was like a superhero movie because that'd be a great superhero birdman like he flies or something right blind uh but he's not he's not blind (laughs) nor does he actually fly 
But I was looking because I'm like, okay, I'm kind of, I love Michael Keaton, who's yeah. a star. I was like, I'm interested in this. It won an Oscar now, best picture. And I looked, I have a, a rule, a two hour or under movie rule, which I go by. And I looked, Birdman, 119 minutes. Perfect. Just under my two hour rule. Now, people, I tweeted this out earlier, and people are saying, well, you've missed all these great movies. Not true, because I will see them, but I watch them in, in two or three parts. You just don't have the attention span for longer than two hours. Right. That's fair. Like, not- like I watched Wolf of Wall Street during our Christmas vacation. Uh, I saw it in three days, because that was a three-hour movie. I watched an hour That's one day. three hour, hours? Hour, yeah, three hours. Same wow. with this Boyhood well, isn't Boyhood the one they shot over the span of like 12 years? Yeah, they shot it over 12 years, but it's a three-hour movie. I'm not, I will, and it's not that people go, oh, you, oh, you're so busy, you don't have time. I'm not so busy. I will fall asleep if I'm sitting through a three-hour movie. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I, my, I, I'm finding, unless I'm really locked into a film, I, you know what? The shorter, the better. Hour and 25 minutes, perfect. And I think every movie story could be told in 90 minutes. The problem is... People think, well, I'm paying uh, $15, $17 a, a ticket. So the movie people are thinking, well, we've got to sit them in the theater for three hours. Otherwise, they're going to feel like they didn't get their money's worth. I'd pay more for a shorter movie. I'll say this. I didn't realize what you just said. $17 well, I'm to guessing. To I think that's what you're, it is But in you're New not York. far off. We right. took the kids to see SpongeBob last week in the movies. And it's like the first movie I've gone to in like four years. Did you go 3D? Uh, we didn't because Joseph's only four. Yeah, I'm four, not a big 3D guy. And I don't like 3D. But Me plus, neither. he's too young. That having been said, I couldn't get over how much money it was. Even like in the middle of the afternoon with two kids under 10 or 10 yeah. and under whatever. I'm like, how for what? And that movie's only an hour and 18 minutes. I mean, holy cow. And now they have you eating dinner in the movies. Like, oh, our place has uh, yeah. recliners. Yes, the recliner. I would be right past, right out if I'm seeing Birdman in a movie theater on a recliner. I almost fell asleep watching be SpongeBob because the things reclined and they're comfortable yes. as hell. You're in these leather seats and huge, but it's not like a leather seat on a plane. This thing's got like four feet wide. Yeah. It's got the cup holders, the trays. I'm like, what are we doing? I also do start thinking, though, what other sloppy individual was sweating in this seat laying on it? Laying down. You know what's interesting uncleaned. about that? Can I? I mean, this is a podcast, so I'm going to go with it. And you tell me if we can't, and whatever. Um, hmm. Fifty Shades of Grey came out the night prior. Yes. And I said to my wife as we're sitting there, "What if we were in like the Fifty Shades of Grey theater?" Right. What the hell are people doing in these chairs? Rubbing up against the chairs, probably. It's disgusting. Yes. Like honestly, could you? Like, it's almost—I don't want to say it's private. It's not private, but it's a lot it's of room. a lot roomier, and you have a lot more room to do stuff. Right. I'm Gross. with you, Jerry. That's why I stay home and I watch movies on demand now. Well, you enjoy that. There, are, by the way, there are some movies that are coming out simultaneously with uh, theater releases, which yes. is actually pretty cool. I'll too. I'll do that sometimes. I will that, watch that. Written. That's got you written all over. Yes. It. Um, Cowboys. I'm. I'm not sure. There's a couple directions we can go here. First, let's start with Adrian Peterson. So he's still a member of the Vikings. Mike Zimmer wants him back. He's not sure he wants to be back. And there was a report. Oh, it was SI. I forget where it was, but over the weekend, where he's pretty much told the Vikings he wants to go play for the Cowboys. Which is interesting on several levels. One, DeMarco Murray would still like to play for the Cowboys, and I think the Cowboys still want DeMarco Murray back. But you've also got Jerry Jones, the owner, telling us last year, if you will, with that leaked story that he told Adrian Peterson he'd love for Peterson to play for the Cowboys at some point. Do you see Peterson in a Cowboy uniform next year? 
Uh, I do. I do see him in a Cowboys uniform. I think he wants a change of um, change scenery. of atmosphere, change of scenery, Jerry. And I don't think he'll be with the Vikings. And I think the Cowboys is the place he will land. Yes. Boy, I tell you, uh, you know, he's a great running back. I'm not saying he's not. And he'll be accepted down there because if for what he said he did is accepted in the South, well, he's getting away from Minnesota and the North. And he certainly wouldn't be coming to the Northeast. He would end up playing uh, in Central Texas, and I guess it makes all the sense in the world. The thing about it is, you know, you've got DeMarco Murray out there, you got Des Bryant, and we'll get to Bryant in one second. I don't know what direction the Cowboys go. Are they going to walk away from a guy who set all sorts of records this year, and they had them literally five minutes away from playing in the NFC Championship game? Myself, I wouldn't do it, but I have an idea that's the direction we're going in. The Des Bryant thing's a problem, because now there's all these stories about this released video, excuse me, unreleased video, of him doing something to someone somewhere that he shouldn't have been doing, and it's going to make it him and the Cowboys look really bad. I, I like Des Bryant. I've interviewed him a few times. He couldn't be a nicer dude on the phone, but there's something wrong with this guy if, in fact, he did what we're hearing. Yeah, the uh, the Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk was on a station in Dallas, and uh, this came up, and uh, – uh, Deadspin, the website, is looking for the video now, and they have a you know their tip line on sure. there asking if you know anything about it. But yeah, supposedly it's bad news, and Des Bryant addressed it on uh, Twitter or Instagram, yeah. one of those things, where he says uh, uh, there's nothing that's on videotape that he's uh, doesn't stand behind or something like that. That well, he also said whatever's happened to me in the past has made me the man I am yeah. today. So he's okay. I, I, all I know is you know it's funny. This is going to sound horrendously cynical and bad, and I don't mean it to be. When you take it in football terms, it would be so much easier as a football team if DeMarco Murray was the guy with the baggage and it wasn't Des Bryant because then you could say, you know what, DeMarco, we've had enough. Oh, by the way, we have Adrian Peterson waiting in the wings. Des Bryant's don't come around very often. That having been said, if he did what we might think he did, then he's got to go. But, yeah. So it's, this it's is a tough spot. A, this rumored tape of Des Bryant is more violence or sexual in nature. I'm not sure, but when you see things like this is going to be uh, leave a big scar on the Cowboys in the NFL, this m- could be worse than Ray Rice. Right. I don't know what that means. He's not a married guy. I, I don't know. I honestly have no idea if there's a video and if there is what's on it. All I know is right now it's not heading in a good direction. We'll find out in days to come. Jerry, the Hustler Club is just a stone's throw from uh, the WFAN studios where we record this. And uh, apparently some of the Hustler girls are suing the club because um, I guess they're now, they're independent contractors, and the girls say that they're employees. So being independent contractors, that means the club doesn't have to give them minimum wage. They work on their tips from the lap dances. Really? Yes. So they work uh, for tips with these lap dances, and, you know, the, the club takes a portion of their of those tips because they're they're using their space minute. for the lap dance. You're telling me they don't pay them. They that's, work on tips and they get some of that too? Uh, that's what the, yes, that's what these girls are claiming. I don't know wow. officially how that works. But the girls are also upset because um, in some of these strip clubs, they have uh, funny money where you can, where you, where, where customers, I guess, regular customers ha- have funny money that works only in the club and you can pay your lap dances and that. And then the girls cash that funny money out at the club. At the club. They're claiming that they're not getting the full amount of money with huh. the funny money. I bring this up only to tell you the name of the funny money. Okay. At the Hustler Club, they call them Beaver Bucks. Come on. Beaver Bucks. And evidently the <laughs> Beaver Bucks don't translate to American Bucks in the same sort of, you know, like maybe the euro is not equal to an American dollar bill. 
No, are they saying the oh. beaver buck also does not equal? So a twenty dollar beaver bucks may not equal twenty dollars American cash. So it's a big lawsuit, Jerry. Things are happening. So, boy, there's a lot of ways to go here. So if I've got beaver bucks, right, beaver bucks, and I'm paying, what does a lap dance go for? You tell me. I would say twenty dollars, right, but probably so more in New York. If I give a girl twenty dollars in beaver, beaver bucks, beaver bucks, when she cashes that in, they might only give her sixteen. Right. That is, boy, I'll tell you. I mean, that is an interesting concept. Yeah. I actually understand the concept. Forget that it's a strip club. Just in terms of any type of club, it makes you want to keep going there. If, hey, you know what? I got 30 beaver bucks on me tonight. Am I going to go to the Hustler Club or am I going to go to Sapphire Club? You know what? I got beaver in my pocket. Right, you got beaver bucks. Right. I'm going to Hustler Club because I've got the beaver, (laughs) the beaver bucks. And that's the thing. If you're hiding it from your wife, you got to make sure you don't leave the... You don't leave the beaver bucks in your pants so then, you know, you're, you go to do the laundry and all of a sudden your beaver bucks are in the dryer. Could you imagine like, who's, if who's she, are the beaver bucks? Or how about if she took the beaver bucks and actually accidentally tried to pay for the groceries yeah. with it? I mean, are you kidding? Oh, you're wondering if I, bought, I got you a sandwich for tomorrow? Well, I tried using your beaver bucks at the A&P and they didn't take them. Here's your sandwich right in your face. Yeah, right in your face. <laughs> right where that lap dance goes. Al, very interesting point you brought up as we go from uh, strippers to history, uh, basically. Uh, and I, I agree with what you said today in terms of when you're in school, the history books are really the classes. I shouldn't say the books because at least for me, the books went all the way up to really current times. But they never really teach you all the way up. It was really about, you know, whether it was the Civil War I and mean, World War One and World War Two, And then ugh, it just kind of stopped for the most part. I did have one class that got all the way through Vietnam uh, which was very interesting. But for the most part, I agree with you. Now, my son in school is starting to learn, as I mentioned on the show today, they're starting to learn certain things by song, which is very interesting. And I always wonder maybe if you learned about the Vietnam War or other wars, and myself too, I don't just mean you, you understood, how much more we would retain? Because quite frankly, I don't retain much at all anymore. And I, I like Craig's idea and what they're starting to do. So sing songs about history, and then we'll remember I, the history. Yeah, and you're not, listen, you're not talking about a lot of detail, but, like, the big bullet points that everybody should know. You know, like, one time on this show, I remember Craig Walker went around. It was like, you know, uh, uh, Al or me, maybe, I don't remember. What are the three branches of government? And, like, for a second, I had to sit there and think about it. Now, obviously, I got it, but it took me, like, 45 seconds to shake the cobwebs from my head if I thought of that in a song, and I learned it in a song bang, it would have been right there. But the problem with learning things in songs is um, you, we sometimes don't get the lyrics right in songs, and there's no saying that I would remember the actual branches of government just because they were in a song. I might be like, uh, by the way, what are the branches of government? Seriously? Yeah. Legislative? Legislative. That doesn't... No, ju- that's not executive? helping. Executive? Executive. The last one? Come um, on, Al. Do not know. Judicial. Okay, so let's say you went legislative, whatever the second one was. Executive. Judicial. Like, I might not remember that singing back, singing it back later. So, all right, so then I don't for know you, it might not works. work. Yeah, for now, me, I liked it in, in like, I learned all about Vietnam through Bruce Springsteen songs and um, uh, Oliver Stone movies. But isn't that, okay, but right there, and I'm not saying we all got to make up, like, little poem songs, you know, in class. It's almost like you could teach kids, and certain songs are slanted, and I know that, but if, you, if you're an instructor or a teacher and you find a song that really jives or is in sync with what actually happened, whether it's a Bruce Springsteen song or whoever it might be, like that right there, you kind of just prove the point. That's true. Almost. Born in the USA was all about Vietnam War. It was. Slanted in a way, but yes. 
So I, I, that's where I'm saying it's got to be some. I mean, you listen to Creedence Clearwater Revival. Right. You might as well have just moved to Canada because the United States was the devil. Is that right? So there are certain things that, yes, you got to watch the slant that the quote unquote artists put on the songs because everybody's got an opinion. That's fine. But to your point, you actually just made my point because you certainly learned some things from Bruce Spring, right. Spring, oh, Springsteen. How far, when you say you never got to the uh, Vietnam War, yeah. you really, like, through high school? I am telling you, I, I went to Colonia High School in New Jersey. Uh, I had history in eighth grade. I had history uh, in the at the high school level. We never, I always would look forward in the book when I was bored in class, and I'd be like, oh, when we get to Vietnam, I'll be interested because these Bruce, I know these Bruce Springsteen songs. I, I was about Vietnam. But you never get to it. We'd always get to as far as, like, I don't know, maybe, we wouldn't even get up to Watergate. Really? Yeah. Well, Watergate would take you through Vietnam, basically. So that I, that I say so that's what I mean, Jerry. I didn't ever I never got through it. I don't even know when Watergate so was. So if I asked you, really, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not because I don't remember yeah. much either. If I asked you what came first, Watergate or the Vietnam War? Don't know. What ended first? Watergate. So you really don't have a time. So if, you, if I told I you, I really don't. Vietnam started early. Really started late fifties. But if it really started early sixties, you'd be like, okay. Yeah. And if I said Vietnam started nineteen seventy one, you'd say, okay. Well, yeah. Uh, I only know because my dad was in Vietnam and I was born in sixty nine. So had he had to be back before sixty nine. All right. So two plus two would add up to yeah. the, it starting in the sixties. Yeah. That's really uh, really it's amazing. Yeah. Like if I said Bay of Pigs, no idea. Could not even give you a decade. Or president that that's tied to no. Really? Kennedy? Yes, it okay. is Kennedy. So you... Uh, you really... Speaking of that, Jerry, you know what I just popped in my head as you said that? The Billy Joel song, We Didn't Start the Fire. Absolutely. Bay of Pigs Invasion. There it is. Bam, the nailed way. it. Perfect ending, Jerry. Booyah, Kasha. See you tomorrow. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.